Thank you. I haven't met Jason Cargill, but I've heard of him. I, I know he's, he's Val Cargill's. Sorry? What was that, Matt? <laughs> I was thinking that laptop is using Easy Worship, correct? Do you have my PowerPoint? Yes. Excellent. If I grab the little thing, that means I can control it. And I don't need to, and I don't need to ask you to go next slide. <laughs> Every time they have to do it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I've got it. Cheers. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Oh, it's confusing now. I can't see everything. I'll, I'll try and figure this out. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got it. I got it. Oh, I think. Maybe. Okay, you can fix. I'll just have my technical assistant here fix this. Thank you, Sam. Um, can I just thank some people for helping out tonight? Tucky for doing the coffees. Hopefully you guys enjoyed coffees. Um, and the other guys that have helped me organise everything, like Charity, Sam and Jess and Beck, who isn't here tonight, who couldn't make it. Um, yeah, just um, thanks, guys, for helping get this on its feet again. Uh, Pastor Dave Hummerstone can't join us tonight. He's preaching elsewhere. Do you know where he's preaching tonight? Hope City, Hope City Church. Whereabouts is that? Cannington. Oh, is that um, Joe Rossi? Thank you. Cool. <laughs> the Italian, the Italian, the mafia. Yeah. Cool. So it's good to have you all here tonight, all 15 of you. Please bring your friends. We'd like to. <laughs> Potentially double in size. So <laughs> this is an estimation, but I think it's pretty accurate, actually. But yeah, it's very nice to have you all here. Um, I thought tonight I'd take an opportunity, seeing as we're relaunching Empire, just to kind of tell you um, what we value, what we're, we're looking for in a ministry, what we how we want to serve you as young adults. Um, so we've got our mission statement, which is to unite, encourage, and empower young adults to understand and fulfill their calling within the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. So I think it's um, pretty important that every Christian individual understands what their calling is. But I believe that, um, you know, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says that, you know, I have a plan and a purpose for you. So I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for every single person sitting inside this room. So I think it's important um, that we, as a ministry, help you to understand, um, uh, discover and understand what your calling is, you know, what unique thing God has called you to. So I think that's very important. Um, and that's within the kingdom of God and within the body of Christ. You know, we are one body, many parts, so we all play our part. So you all have a unique role in this body of Christ. Some are toes, some are heads, some are fingernails, some are <laughs> toes. On my elbows. I don't know what I am. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's close to elbow. Close to elbow. That's what I meant. I meant weenus, not elbow. Sorry. <laughs> um, and what we value? Uh, we value family. Uh, we're one family. We're united by the Holy Spirit. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. So um, we'll endeavour to treat each other as brothers and sisters. That doesn't mean you don't have quarrels. It means you love each other. It means you sort your stuff out. And it means that you forgive. Um, authenticity. We, um, we genuinely live Christ-centered lives. So we act and we talk the same thing. You know, our actions are reflected by what we say. Um, and so, we, yeah, we want to live genuine Christ-centered lives. So people should be able to look at our lives and go, he's a follower of Christ. You know, so that's important. And also, we, and honor is our last core value. We revere God. You know, we... 
We say that he's the king, he's the Lord, and we treat him in that way as well. So we honor and we revere God. So um, that's kind of just a brief overview of um, what we're kind of doing with the Empire this year. Um, we're also doing, so we have, we do two services, oh, we do two things uh, once a month. So one is this service, and the other fortnight, we do it fortnightly. The other fortnightly, fortnight is a Bible study group. So um, there are sign-up sheets, you, probably, you would have missed it on your way in. But just at the door there, there's a table, and there's some sheets that you can sign up to a Bible study group. So um, we think it's important that we provide an opportunity for you guys to get together and study the Word. Um, so we're going to provide that for you. So that happens on um, the alternate Friday to this service. So there we have um, Crystal and Charity, I do a group, Raina and Erica, and Sam and someone else to be confirmed. <laughs> to be confirmed. So um, the sign-up sheets are at the back, so put your name if you want to be involved in that. I highly encourage it. Um, so yeah, put your name down if you're into that. So, and we're also hanging out afterwards tonight. And we do that on the other week as well. So we're going to Leaderville tonight. So thank you, Charity, for picking the location. So if you don't like it, please blame her, not me. So, <laughs> tonight. Um, so we're starting our first series. Uh, we're starting... Our first series is going to be on Jesus. Because, you know, we call this Church for the Non-Religious. So I think a key to being non-religious is understanding who Jesus is and what it means to you. Jesus was not religious, no. Jesus opposed the religious people. And then he was killed by the religious people. <laughs> so we don't, yeah. <laughs> he did, he did. So um, an important thing Jesus asked, let me move my notes a bit. I don't have a fancy iPad like Pastor Mike. I don't want one, sorry. <laughs> until, until you can read newspapers and magazines on them. But you can't, can you read the West Australian on it? and the Australian, rather than sitting like that on the train. Still don't want one. <laughs> so um, I'm reading from Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, Others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So um, Jesus is asking quite an important question. Who, you know, he's asking, you know, who do people say I am? You know, what are, what's the general consensus? What's word of mouth? You know, what are you hearing people say about me? And he's not saying this, he already knew the answer. You know, he's, not ask, he's asking a fairly rhetorical question. You know, he was God. He knew what they were going to say. But really what he was, what he was doing was trying to, you know, consider what are other people saying about me? Because then he goes on to ask a more important question. Um, you know, yeah, so they respond, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, a prophet. And they give pretty reasonable responses. And um, tonight I'd like to um, talk about some of the heretics that have kind of popped up um, after Jesus. Yeah, they've got some, got some interesting characters. So um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy, so Pastor Mike might be able to help me. I, I'd pronounce it Marcion. Is it Marcion? Ah, excellent, excellent. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Mike on Sunday may have to rebuke everything I say tonight and correct me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first one um, I want to talk about. Uh, I've got a little image. The images are from um, the Resurgence, because I quite like the Resurgence. So um, what this guy was kind of preaching to people, is he was saying that there were, there were two gods, Yahweh and Abba. Yahweh being 
the mean, evil God of the Old Testament that did mean stuff to people. And then Abba, you know, the nice, the father of the, of the New Testament. You know, so he was, he was practically preaching that there were two gods. You know, that the God that is in the Old Testament was different to the God that was in the New Testament. Who agrees with that? Good, I'm glad no one raised their hands. If you're too scared, um, come talk to me afterwards. <laughs> Um, and what he did was his version of the Bible actually scrapped all of the Old Testament and he kept about ten letters of the New Testaments and about two-thirds of the Gospel of Luke. And what the reason for this was because he held a relatively Gnostic point of view where all created things are evil. You know, so all the, yeah, he, he's like, oh, no, it's all, it's all evil, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disregard it. So he dismissed anything in the Bible that was concerned with the earthly realm. Um, and he saw the God of the Old Testament the creator of a miserable and evil world. Um, and because of this, he did not believe the Son of God could be birthed to a human because humans were created and humans are evil. You know, every, every bit of them is evil and therefore God can't be birthed from a human being. And so he actually rejected the story of Jesus' birth. So he did not believe that Jesus was born from virgin mother. So I disagree and I think the Bible clearly, strongly, <laughs> very much disagrees with his point of view. So, um, yeah. Next one is um, a guy called Eutyches. Yes? No, he's going to correct me. Please correct me. Eutyx. Thank you. I'm glad Pastor Mike's here. I didn't expect him to be here, so thank you for being here. Um, And what Eutyx believed in general was that Jesus was some kind of divine human-God hybrid person. You know, he wasn't God and man. He was this kind of combination stuck together sort of um, fusion or meld of the two. Um, um, yeah, so um, the divine nature and the human nature kind of morphed into a new, new creature that was neither human nor God. Um, and there's a person called Leo the Great, and he offers a beautiful response to this, and I've put this up here. He says, But just as the deity of God is not changed by his compassion, so the manhood is not swallowed up by the dignity of the Godhead. And so what he's effectively saying is, the, God, the, the, the godness of God isn't compromised in any way by his compassion. So him being moved by us, you know, you know him, him responding to us. You know, he does not compromise his character as God in response to us. And in the same way, um, the humanness, the, the kind of human being of Jesus, in no way was compromised by him being God at the same time. So Jesus was fully man, but he was also fully God. So he was, yeah, he was, he was a boy. He was fully man and he's fully God. You know, Paul, the, the Bible supports this, this um, you know, in First Corinthians 15, 44, um, Paul says, you know, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. You know, so, there, yeah, so Jesus was able to be fully man and fully God at the same time. And the last, the last heretic I've got for you is a guy called Nestorius. Pretty... Couldn't get that wrong, could I? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, double Christ all the way. Theology failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was another guy they had on the radio and they ripped into shreds on, on Monday. Yeah, because we were still here. But um, there was a site that was selling all their albums really cheap which was good. I got, I got one of their albums. <laughs> it was an end-of-the-world sale. <laughs> so, hey, I, I, I got a win-win out of it. Um, 
And so Nestorius, this guy, he overemphasized the distinctness of um, the two natures and basically turned Jesus into two people. You know, they were kind of, um, there was this kind of human side of Jesus and there was this other, you know, God side of Jesus. And he kind of described it in a very schizophrenic way, you know, like some parts of the Bible are describing Jesus in his human nature and other parts of the Bible are describing him in his God nature and they're actually mutually exclusive. You know, they cannot exist at the same time. They're two different people pretty much. Um, and I had a quote which I didn't put in my notes. Hang on, I can look at my slides. So, Cyril of Alexandria opposed this view, writing, if anyone uh, distributes between two characters or persons the expressions used about Christ in the Gospels, applying some to the man conceived as separately apart from the word, others exclusively to the word, let him be anathema. Anathema? Anathema? Which means... Anathema, thank you, thank you. And definition, please, Pastor Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one definition. Or also, like, excommunicated from the church. Yeah. So um, he came very strongly. He... <laughs> totally cursed. Not just slightly, but totally cursed. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um, he very strongly opposed um, this, this view. So as you can see, there are quite a few um, differing views. I think this is my last slide. Cool. Um, differing perspectives of Jesus that um, have kind of cropped up um, in the past. And so I guess I want to come back to, come back to the scripture. You know, Jesus was... Um, oh, actually, I've got a good quote from C.S. Lewis. He famously said, Jesus is either the true son of God, a demon... Or a madman, <laughs> completely insane, and which is, which you can understand his reason. Yeah, I, I actually really appreciate the fact that Caesar was, was either it's all or nothing. You know, Jesus was either the Son of God, he is, we claim to be, or he was a madman. <laughs> you know, who else would sentence themselves to death, <laughs> believing that they were God, unless they were God, <laughs> or clinically insane? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so coming back to the scripture in verse 15, Jesus asks them, but who do you say that I am? You know, so he's not asking anymore, what do other people say about me? He's asking now, who do you say that I am? Who do you personally believe that I am? Um, Jesus wanted to draw out what had been previously revealed to these people personally. He didn't want to know what you know, other people, other information people had fed them, but he wanted to know what has personally been revealed to you. And Simon, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And what does Jesus say in response? He knows the story. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good, yeah. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, so other people has not revealed this to you, but my Father, who is in heaven. I think Jesus is talking about a really important thing here, that True revelation about who Jesus is can't come from other people, can only come from the Father alone. True, solid, unbreakable revelation of who Jesus Christ is can only come from the Father in heaven. Um, yeah, so maybe you can give personal accounts of who Jesus is, a historical figure, a prophet, maybe a mentalist, if you go with the other half of C.S. Lewis's... <laughs> analogy um, but you need to have a personal revelation of who Jesus is and you need to seek that from the Father so that when someone asks you when 
you know, you stand before Jesus himself and he says, who do you say I am? You can give an answer. <laughs> and he says, well done. And he says, well done. You know, and I, and this isn't a one-time revelation that, you know, just happens and then everything is fulfilled. You know, this is a progressive revelation, you know, you kind of have the initial revelation and then as you proceed through life, as you continue to study and read your word and have a relationship with Jesus, that revelation grows deeper and deeper. And, you know, I don't have a formula for how to do this. I don't have some steps you can, you know, one, two, three steps to know Jesus and understand him completely. <laughs> but I can give you some tips, and they're pretty fundamental, and they're pretty cliched, I suppose. First tip is read and study your Bible, which we would, um, which we encourage as a ministry, and we are going to help you do that through our Bible study groups. So um, if you are interested in getting to know your Bible more, and learning your Bible with other believers, and please get involved in our Bible study groups. We'd like you to do that. And the other one is to pray, to have relationship, to talk, to converse, to ask, to sometimes beg if, if, you, if you need to. Things with Jesus endlessly, persistently, you know, continue knocking on that door. Um, yeah, have relationship with Jesus. You know, how better to understand who or learn about somebody than to have relationship with them? Um, yeah, Jesus was born and he died so we can be free so that we can have a relationship with him through the Father. One of the key flaws with um, Nestorius' um, theology, I suppose, is that you know he was saying that you know Jesus was this kind of human side and then there's this God side. But we believe that Jesus is God and was also a man. And in that way, Jesus is able to relate to us as human beings, but he's also able to mediate to the Father us, you know, because he was human and he was also God, so he's able to be our mediator, as, a, as the Bible describes him. So yeah, Jesus was born and, and he died so that our relationship with God could be restored. And I kind of, I was reading a book, um, oh, I was in my bag, it's by um, Joshua Harrison, no it's not the dating book, if that's what you're thinking, I'm not giving a dating talk tonight, <laughs> sorry that's next next fortnight in the Bible study groups. Not really. Um, so yeah, you kind of don't think, it, you think, yeah, Jesus was born, but you kind of think, you know, he kind of just, you, we know that he went through the, you know, Mary gave, had labor and, and all that sort of stuff. We kind of just think, you know, Jesus just showed up this, this day. But um, oh, let me find it, sorry. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. So um, Joshua Harris is kind of talking about this idea of, of God being born, and he, he calls this chapter God with a belly button, because obviously Jesus was born, so he had a belly button, which is cool, which kind of reminds me of the Matrix, how the people that were born out of the Matrix have belly buttons, and the other guys don't. But um, Joshua Harris says, um, you know, God has been born. Born in what sense? Carried down from the sky by angels, pink and chubby and wrapped in white blankets born? No. Born in the painful, screaming, sweaty, pushed out between the legs of a woman's sense. Born in all the bloody, slimy mess of real human birth. Squeezed and prodded from the darkness of his mother's womb by the powerful, rhythmic contractions of her uterus. <laughs> that is how Jesus was born. <laughs> he, was, he was born as a human being like us. <laughs> and when we think of his death, you think, oh, you know, he just, he just died. But no, he was crucified, he was flogged, he was... He had to carry a cross in his back. He was mocked. He was scorned. He was shamed. 
he, um, you know, his bones were exposed. You couldn't recognize him. That was the kind of death that Jesus had. So, um, he, yeah, so Jesus was born and he died so we can have a relationship with God restored. And if you want to live as a non-religious Christian, which we highly encourage, which means not living bound by rules and, you know, uh, how would you describe religion? Who's got a good definition of religion? Bad? Yes, okay, let's do a brainstorm. Religion? Getting to go by yourself? Bad? Getting stuck in a rut? Rules? Yeah, very good. Rules? Legalistic? Routine? Unhappy? Unsatisfying? Ritual? Cult-like? Boring? Bad? Back to bad again? Okay. <laughs> thought we got thought we got beyond the three-letter words, but... <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to live as a non-religious Christian and not experience those things the number one goal for you should be to understand who Jesus is what he means to you and develop a relationship an authentic true relationship with Jesus Christ and hopefully you'll understand more of that as we progress through this series and as you um, participate in the Bible study groups um, yeah so I'm going to pray Lord I thank you so much Father that Lord you were born and Father Jesus, you died for us, Lord. I thank you, Father, that, that Lord, you bridged the gap, Father, between humans and God, Lord. I thank you, Father, that Lord, you took our sin, you took our shame, Lord. No, Sam was saying, Father God, that Lord, we don't earn your salvation, Father God. You know, there is nothing more we can do to add, Lord, to what you have given to us, Father. There is nothing also we can do to take away, Lord, from what you have given to us, Lord. But salvation is a gift. And Father, I thank you that you give it freely, Lord. I thank you, Father, that Lord, you don't um, ask us to come to you, you know, all clean and, and fixed up, Lord, before you offer your gift to us, Father God. But Lord, I thank you so much, Jesus. And Lord, you take us as we are, Father God. Lord, you take us with all of our mess, with all of our sin, Lord. You take us with all of our burdens and all of our troubles, Father God. And Lord, I thank you that you take them upon yourself, Lord, that we can lay these things at your cross, Father God. And Lord, hand them over to you, Father. Because Lord, you promise that your, um, that your burden is easy, Lord. And your, your, your burden is light, Lord, and your yoke is easy, Father God. So Lord, we just, um, we just ask, Father, that but Lord, we just grow deeper in our relationship with you, Father God. That Lord, we would um, you'd place a hunger within us, Father God. Lord, to get to know you better, Father. Lord, to um, to read our word, Father God. To and not just for the sake of accumulating knowledge, Father God, but Lord, for the purpose, Father, of being able to understand who you are, Father God. And Lord, what you have purposed us to do in this world, Father God. So Lord, we just um, we just pray, God, that you just unite us as a ministry, Father God. Lord, I pray um, that Father, you just um gives an excitement, Father, I've got about this year, Lord, I, I pray, Father, that we just um, really enjoy the time we spend together as, as young adults as well, Father God, and also in the wider church community, Lord, and God, um, yeah, I just pray, that, Father, you just bless the time we have together tonight, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 so, I'm keeping it short so that we can um, hang out for supper afterwards, so.